on the advice of their lawyers and also their doctors. Off the Perch podcast would like to inform all listeners that the opinions expressed in these recordings are solely personal and do not reflect the views of any organizations they are associated with. As such, if you are offended by any content herein, please contact Off the Perch directly and they will be addressed live on the next show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, episode number, I don't know, uh, 7 million of uh, Off the Perch. It's Steve. Chris. And uh, how you feeling? You feeling a little better? I saw you were sick. On right, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're we're getting close to a full recovery. Good. I'll be at the game this Saturday. Good, no good, worries. good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so uh, we actually won on the road in Orlando. Uh, kind of makes up for losing at home to Orlando. Orlando. Uh, no, it was a terrible, no good, very rotten, boring, one nothing win in uh, in the land of Florida, man. Uh, any commentary on that game? I mean, look, it's, uh, it's ridiculous to think that we got out of there with three points. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's like I, I. There have been a couple games this season where it, it's like, um, I'm I'm really not sure how we won it just because uh, because of how much pressure we were absorbing. I mean, this is the second game where Goalpost has won Man of the Match according to the team's official Twitter account. Yeah, I will take credit for that, <laughs> even though I wasn't the only one yelling about it. I'm still going to take credit for it. Uh, but no, so it was one nothing win, Kaku with the amazing pass to, uh, Brian White. Um, God, what is the name of the goalkeeper for Orlando? Brian Rowe. Brian Rowe. Yeah, he did a decent job, uh, out there. I, th- I thought he, he did really well keeping it at one nothing. Even the goal was like a ricochet. He saved it yeah. and it just, the backspin sent it into the net. Um... But yeah, there's really not much to say about this game. It was ugly. The last half an hour felt like it took a year and a half. I mean, I don't think we put a single shot at all in the last half hour. No. Like, I, don't, I feel like we never even touched the ball. No. No, we didn't. Uh, and it was, it was kind of ridiculous, because I think if you look at the first 60 minutes of that game, we were the better team, and we played quite well, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I just, I, I don't know what happened where, like, all of a sudden, well, the subs had a little bit to do with it, and we'll get, we'll get into that later, but um, all of a sudden, it was, it was like we, not only we couldn't, we couldn't win, or we, we couldn't get any possession in Orlando's half, we couldn't even win the ball and, like, boot it upfield. Even that would have been good enough to relieve yeah. some of the pressure. Yeah, it. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about the subs, like, "Oh, Armis is at it again," and like, "What is he doing?" And it's like, who'd you wanted to bring in, Connor Laid? I don't think anyone wanted to bring in <laughs> Connor Laid, but I, I do think um, bringing out who they bring out, like it was Etienne. Etienne came out. Uh, Bradley came out. Brad came in. Came in. Yeah, yeah. Came in as like a number ten. Yeah. Which I know that you're not super opposed to I'm but not I, I just wanted to see what it looked like I I, 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 I don't think I, I, I think certainly in the in the situation it was uh, it was not the right no, move to be making no it wasn't the uh, right move for that game um, 
So, yeah, it was like Bradley came in. Like, that was a game where, look, obviously, you know, he's he's a club legend, but, like, that game did not need him. No, but like, I still think he should have started. Even though we won. I mean, when, when the hell is he going to get a start? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. I mean, we talked about it last week that Brian White has kind of earned his job as the starter. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Uh, yeah, I I just think like if you wanted to start him, fine. But I I don't think that it's more that I don't think a, a substitution needed to be made. Bringing on another forward is is whether it was whether it was Brad starting and White coming off the bench. I don't think that would have been necessary either. Yeah. So the uh, uh, let's see the summary. So Shakovsky came in for Caseras, who was injured. Right. Uh, Omir came in for Etienne, and then Brad came in for Kaku. Right. Uh, but the lineup had, uh, BWP, Riza, Laid, Mera, Ivan, uh, Omir, and Tommy Barlow on the bench. And so you've got a forward midfielder, black hole, backup goalkeeper, forward, forward, forward. It, cer- <laughs> it, certainly, it certainly was an ideal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, unless you're throwing Tommy Barlow in to go, f- you know, would six in the back. been the same... <laughs> <laughs> Play, played Barlow at center back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were already playing uh, Aaron Long at left back. Yeah. So we were pretty, you know, <coughs> we were stretched pretty thin back there. Which, to his credit, I mean, he didn't look super out of place. No. no um, aside from the fact that he's like six foot four playing <laughs> playing fullback. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's. It's the, the, kind of a typical road win in MLS, I suppose, where you're not going to see a whole lot of the ball, and uh, you have to get immensely lucky. Again, the frustrating thing, of course, is that Orlando is not a great team. Like, it's and and they're, and they're not a team that is typically very good at pushing a lot of guys forward the way that they were doing the last half hour. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a little bit alarming to me that. Again, it's one thing to be under pressure, but not even to be able to win the ball and just kick it as far up the field as possible was a little bit alarming. Yeah, I actually didn't even find out that uh, um, Dom Dwyer got a second game added to his suspension until five minutes before the game started. When the lineup came out, I'm like, where the hell is Dwyer? And somebody was like, oh no, he's actually suspended a second game. Right, because I think we were talking about it last week that yeah. We were ready to go up against him. And yeah. I, th- I think, likewise, I found out, like, the morning of the game that he was not going to Yeah, somebody said available. that uh, they added it on, like, Friday at, like, 11.45 at yeah. night. They uh, they faxed it in and told them that he was actually suspended. Um, but, yeah, who were your three stars for this All game? right, so third star I gave to Amro Tarek uh, going up against his former team. Like, could have had a couple of goals if not for, uh, you know, the saves by Brian Rowe. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit unlucky in that sense. Defended pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think of the back line, he was kind of a standout. Um, second star gave to Brian White for the goal. Um, and overall, I think through the first 60 minutes, his hold-up play was pretty solid. He was he was getting the ball uh, with his with his back turned to goal. Um, and... and uh, first star I give to Kaku for pretty much no other reason than the assist. Yeah. Because it was... I know you're still mad at him, but it was... I am. It was sublime. Yeah. I am still mad at him. 
Uh, I gave my third star to Goalpost because I yelled and screamed on Twitter and called the team called uh, AV a coward and uh, and helped bully him into naming Goalpost co man of the match. So I had to give Goalpost a star. Uh, second star went to Brian White for the goal, and first star I gave it to Robles for uh, the clean sheet. And Did make a couple of good saves. Yeah, he stood on his head at, for the last half an hour of the game. Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting trip out to, uh, to Orlando. We, uh, could not get a flight to, uh, MCO. So we had to fly to Tampa and rent a car and, uh, ended up finding really good barbecue in Tampa at Jimbo's Pit Barbecue. So if you're ever in the Tampa area, it's like five minutes from the airport. It's, uh, been there since the seventies. It was really good. Excellent hush puppies. Uh, and then we drove like the two hours over. We passed the, uh, Barnum and uh, Bailey uh, Elephant Sanctuary that's like off the highway and uh, uh, we just yeah we just hung out we went to the uh, Sky Blue game the night before and I feel like there were more people there for that than for the Orlando City game Um, Larissa was talking to one of the staff members and he said that the women's team is averaging more fans than the uh, men's team is this year. Really? Yeah. Um, that was a pretty bad game to watch. Um, I mean, Alex Morgan was still out, but the vast majority of Orlando's World Cup players were back. So um, they played well. Um, I mean, road game, sky blue. Of course. Like, it was just like watching Metro. Um, Not this I'm, week. No, I'm sorry, Jen, but like, I'll take a, a Metro win over a Sky Blue win, personally. Uh, um, so yeah, we uh, we hung out at the usual spot down in Orlando, um, Harp and Selt, and after the game went back there to get something to eat, and I just wanted to leave and go sleep, and somebody told me that the team was coming. So I was like, all right, I'll stay. Like, I'll wait. And uh, Preston Burpo came, the uh, goalkeeper coach nicest guy in the world always stops to talk to me and Larissa and uh so I ended up watching the rest of the uh Portland Seattle game with him at the bar like stoppage time um and then the bar closed and there was no sign of the rest of the team and uh we went back to the hotel because we had to drive we had to leave at like seven in the morning to drive back to Tampa to go catch a flight home which we successfully did unlike the team who I'm pretty damn sure is still in the airport in Orlando right. trying to get back. Right, Tim Parker is still at the Wendy's trying yes. to... He's trying uh, to get those two extra right. nuggets that they fucked him on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it was a good trip. It was a much better trip than Toronto. But uh, A lot of people sure. went out there. Yeah, well, we had about, like, I think we sold, like, 25 tickets and then we had about 10 people just buy tickets on their own and a few other people show up um at first they were uh the um orlando front office was like no 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 you can only be in the last two rows and like four seats in the third to last row and then they very quickly realized that not a single ticket was sold in the four sections around us within like 20 rows of us and it was like all right do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> like be where you want stand anywhere it's fine so we just like took over that little corner um i was worried though about a game in july that we were gonna die from like heat exhaustion and it was 
But it's colder than it was here. Yeah, it rained at like 2 o'clock and the temperature dropped down to like 75 and just kind of hovered there for the rest of the day. Uh, At the end of the game, somebody noticed that we could see the Magic Kingdom fireworks off in the distance. So we just kind of started watching that, (laughs) (laughs) which was great. But uh, no, it was the the first win that uh, I've seen in Orlando in the four trips I've been down there. Um, so that was, that was nice. But, um, yeah, before we get to Columbus, we figured we'd talk about Aaron Long, will he stay or will he go? And, uh, and the deadline for Chris Armis saying that we have signings. So, um, you said more details came out about the Long saga. Yeah. I mean, initially it was unclear who had even bid for him and how much money, uh, didn't somebody say it was Southampton or something? I heard Southampton, uh, I, I don't know. A couple of, couple of like mid-table, yeah. irrelevant team names were thrown out. Uh, I think Southampton was the one that seemed to get the most the most traction. Uh, seems like the bid was from West Ham for about three and a half million do- uh, dollars or pounds or something. I don't know. Probably dollars. It's probably euros just to fuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this. Well, first of all, I mean, this is this is way too low considering that his buyout clause is is five million. Yeah, I saw that thing about the buyout clause. Which... Do we actually believe he has a buyout clause? Or that the I, British press just thinks everybody has a buyout clause? I don't know. I mean, is it is it so ridiculous that I someone would, would have one? I would be shocked that if anybody in MLS did have one, it was public. Because MLS uh, hides everything. Sure. They don't even tell you... Like, we don't find out how much anybody's making until the Players Association releases it. I would be shocked if somehow... What was it? The Daily Mail or somebody was like, Oh, he has a $5 million buyout clause. How could the have, fuck could did have you been find t- that Could have out? been totally made up, maybe? Well, not that it could have been made up, but there could have... So. It could have been... Because that's pretty low. It is pretty low, but I think it's more... Red Bull said nothing less than $5 million, and they took that as that's his buyout clause. That makes more sense to me sure. based on how MLS functions. And really, why would you even put in a buyout clause of $5 million? Like, who does that benefit at all? Just make the buyout clause $50 million. Sure. Like, who cares? Um, but yeah, so he might go to West Ham. I hope not because, God, I hate West Ham. Um, just racist, racist, racist fans. <laughs> like, like, on par with Chelsea. I mean, Terrible irrespective of that it's it's (laughs) for me it's more that like he's our our most important defender most important center back at least he is but we're not winning anything this year probably not but i mean i'd rather keep him until the end of the season and like i don't know i mean have a chance like the the only trophy we're left in is mls cup and uh look why why not why sell all your players and and throw MLS Cup just because we're mad about losing the shield? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, look, I I, I I I think a lot of this is hot air. Um, I I I can't imagine being West Ham and your number one transfer target is Aaron Long. No, um, no it just doesn't make any sense. Now the the deadline I believe is August eighth for this to be done. Um, so we're a little bit under two weeks away. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. You said the secret word. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I don't I don't think it happens. No. I'd, I'd be shocked. Certainly not happened. now. No. I, I would not be surprised in the slightest if he went during the off-season. He ain't getting a work permit. 
Oh yeah, yeah, not <laughs> not now, not happening. Um, so yeah, so maybe Long's gone, maybe Long's not gone, maybe Connor Lade starts every game for the end of time, and we all cry. Um, but <coughs> uh, about twelve and a half days ago, uh, as of Thursday evening. Uh, we got a tweet from Dylan Butler saying that Armis said that he expects a signing within the next two weeks. We're at about 36 hours until that deadline passes that we all knew was going to pass and nobody was going to get signed. There are no rumors. There are no hints. There are no whispers. There is nothing going on to even suggest that there is anybody in the world that we are looking at. Not even somebody from Red Bull 2 might get promoted. Somebody from Salzburg or Leipzig or Brazil might get loaned to us. Nothing. They're not even talking about a new flavor of sauce from Brisos. There are zero transfer rumors. All signs point to nothing. On a scale of meh to, yeah, of course, how disappointed are you going to be when we don't sign anybody in this two-week period? You know what? It's like, it's it's gotten to a point where, and I'm, I'm not even one of the people who's like clamoring for signings constantly, but it's gotten to the point where whenever something comes out like this, where they say in the next X amount of time, there's going to be something good that happens. I, I have never once gotten my hopes up. Um, so so I, I will be very unshocked when, uh, when two weeks passes, what is it, 30, 36 hours left yeah. uh, or something, um, and, and we won't have signed anyone. I mean, the only rumor that even existed and was fairly quickly dispelled was the player from Romania. Yeah. Um, which might have even been before the two weeks thing was even said. Yeah, so. that was back in like June. Yeah, maybe. That was. Um, so. It's frustrating because you see teams like LAFC going out and buying 19 year old South American kids to add to their already stacked lineup. And Atlanta's going out and getting EPL players on loan with buy options. And, you know, all these teams are making moves and we're literally just standing here twiddling our thumbs after selling our best player and doing absolutely nothing to replace him. They brought in a reclamation project in a long term project, not so much a reclamation in uh, uh, Yorgi. And that's it. And and that's all we got. And that wasn't to replace Tyler Adams. That was to replace Bradley. And that's very clearly not happening this season. No. And, you know, it's frustrating sitting here, you know, having to just grit your teeth and bear it and deal with it and, and knowing that the team, the way it's built now, is not going to win shit. No. Uh, we could talk about MLS Cup all we want, but... Oh, this, if you're ex- if you're expecting it with this team, you're oh, an, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, um, but like people say, like, oh, well, Colorado won it, and that was fluky. This is not the same league. Being a team that squeaked into the playoffs in 2010, as opposed to being a team that squeaks into the playoffs now, a team squeaking into the playoffs now would have won the supporter shield by 20 points 10 years ago. The, yeah, like the the the. the <coughs> 
the gap between the top teams, mid-table and bottom now, compared to even just top and 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 higher end of the table, uh, uh, top and bottom back then is is just it's night and day. You know, this this league is so vastly different, has so many haves and have-nots, and we're very quickly becoming have-nots. I mean, it, look, it's it's. It's it's hard to to sit here the way that I think things have gone throughout much of this season, where you're getting a lot of these results, um, like the one in Orlando, and there's kind of this idea that like, you know, maybe everything's okay, uh, and we talked about it last week how it's it's apparent that that there are there are missing pieces. Uh, they're not wingers, first of all. Um, they're not wingers, but there are there are certainly there are certainly places within this squad that are missing what we had last year, mm-hmm. and what I mean nothing would would be more frustrating than to go from the season last year to being as you said a have not within the span of eighteen months yeah. would be absurd, yeah. uh, and I mean last year taught me to appreciate the the you know the the high pressing system and I, I think when it's effectively rolled out with the right personnel no one in this league can beat us that said um, again you're just you're just missing these like these two or three pieces um, and not all of them are starting players but like we saw it last year how when Kamar got hurt and Connor Laid had to step in at fullback that that essentially cost us MLS Cup. I think a lot of people will be convinced of that, and rightly so. Yeah, I um, had an interesting conversation with Preston about that. Um, I said, you know, if if Kamar doesn't get hurt, we don't lose him. We make it to MLS Cup, and he said it was such a fluky injury uh, in practice for Kamar that like he like went to go, <coughs> you know, change directions running, and his foot just got stuck and his knee twisted and that was it. That's the difference. And he just hobbled off the field. Yeah. And and that was it. And he said, like, he watched it. He's like, that's it. Like, that's what knocked him out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I said it was, it was like when, uh, when Perrinell tore his ACL against DC in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's these weird fluky injuries in the playoffs just fuck us over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, we were talking about about Kamar at length about how I said you know we can't understand how we still have him on the team as fans like yeah. how has he not been sold? He's like yeah he's like and you look around look around the league look at all the left backs he's like find me another left back that can that's as good defensively and as good offensively he's like you could find one that could do the defense and one that could do the the offensive stuff but you're not going to find somebody that could do both sure and. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say Kamara is one of the best left backs in the world, but it's very hard to find to think of another left back anywhere that is as good defensively and offensively as him. Sure, as he, as balanced as he is, and and it certainly helps, given the tactics that we've employed over the last couple of years. Like it, I think it 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 plays right into what his what all his strengths are, um, and. Uh, Right, you could certainly make the case that he's the most important player for us. Yeah. Um, just, just because of 
what happens when he's not there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone's done it, but I'd like to see stats of like what our record is when we do not have him. Um, I'm, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I'll have those numbers for next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. There's there's not going to be any signings. No, no, just, just just recognize that now. I mean, the only thing is like, if you're stupid enough to believe that they're just going to come out with you know out of the blue, like oh by the way, here's uh here's like a Nico Ladero type player. Yeah, exactly. even though that's not what we need, but you know like a site signing uh, to uh, more to replace like a destroyer type role, like a Tyler Adams. I don't know. Nico Ladera was a terrible example, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And there are other issues, but you could at least, you could at least uh, reinforce the squad when I, and, and look, we, this season has been different for everyone just because of how condensed the games are now where there are like five midweek games per team every every week. Six. It's ridiculous. Six um, midweek games per team. Right, yeah. We have four on the road, two at home. Yeah. Um, Thank God the home ones are already done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it is a different season than it was last year, but I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Columbus. Columbus is a soccer team. Right. They're a team that plays soccer. Know them pretty well. Yeah, they uh, have been absolutely terrible lately. Um, they won their first game this past weekend in like yeah. eight years or yeah, something. Yeah, hold on, I'm pulling it up. <coughs> um, they beat Montreal Impact 2-1. to one. That was their first win... Since not open cup doesn't count. Uh, May eighth, when they beat LA Galaxy three to one. Right. And their previous win was March thirtieth, and March sixteenth, and March ninth. So they're not a very good team. No. Uh, they're somehow not the worst team in the state of Ohio, so they got that going for them. But they are not a good team. So, pose this question to you. How many goals do we lose by at home? Because <laughs> we are a team that plays down to our opponent. We do. Um, how many am I, am I, am I goals are too optimistic for thinking that this is going to be another ugly, ugly 1-0 win? You really think that Zardes doesn't score against us. Somehow. I'm not smart enough to 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 know that we're going to lose. Uh, no, look, like, like, I I think one thing that that has been mentioned is that they're not necessarily as bad as the results have shown, um, and they they were. I mean, I, I haven't watched a single game since we played that game in yeah. Columbus, but uh, look. I I have a, a hard time believing that they are as bad as their what seventeen points or something, something like that. Uh, demonstrate. Uh, I think we're playing at home. 
we we might play down to the level of our opposition every single time, but I, I, I think it'll be similar to the Cincinnati game where we might not play particularly well, but we'll get the goal, maybe win it 1-0 or 2-1, something, something that will make us almost as mad as losing. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be uh, either an amazing game or a terrible game. There will be no in-between. No. It will not be evenly matched no. in any way, shape, or form. It's we're either going to win this one for nothing, or it, it, it's going to be like a one-one draw, yeah. or or like a fluky one-nothing win. Um, I mean, and at least we don't have to face Burhalter anymore. No, we don't. <laughs> no, uh, I, I I think it was as great as it was to like you know, break the curse or whatever the hell it was last year. Um, I think, obviously, like, not having to go up against the one guy who seems to know how to beat us every single time yeah. in MLS anymore is is a is a relief. Yeah. So thank you, U.S. Soccer, for that. Yes. Um, the, the national team has finally unfucked us. Yeah. Somehow. For once. Uh, they killed Aaron Long. And they, they did. They, you know, they ruin everyone. But yeah. they also took Greg. Yeah. So... So, what's your prediction? If you have, yeah, to... realistic. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with like an ugly win. Ugly win. Goal. No score. Uh, one nil. One nil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we could win this one like three one. Yeah. I think. I mean, as you said, I, I, I could go. I could certainly go with like it'll either be a terrible, like, terrible evening where we drop points, uh, and play poorly, or it'll be like the RSL game where, uh, the floodgates kind of open. Yeah. Once the first goal goes in. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's like a 7.30 start on a Saturday. Uh, so it shouldn't be that hot. So come out to the tailgate and uh, come come say hi. Uh, yeah, we, we only got one question this week. Um, this is what happens when when we record more than more often than like every five weeks. We don't get to save up questions. Huh. Uh, so <coughs> we got where is it? One question from somebody. Uh, from um, Felipe on Twitter. He asked, uh, what do we need to bring in to push this team forward? What names come to mind as well? Um, what name? What names come to mind as well? You'd think would help uh, as a designated player or a non-designated player. Okay. Um, well, I think first of all, uh, I would say that whether it's whether it's a DP or not does not matter a whole lot to me. Um, I think too many people get uh, you know bent out of shape over the fact that we have a, an open DP spot yeah. and we 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 set an MLS points record with an open DP spot. We did. Um, I mean, we were also playing, paying Rizza like a million dollars. He was no idea how he was not a designated (laughs) player. That's ridiculous. Um, But but right. So I'm not worried about bringing in DPS. I'm worried about bringing in guys who are gonna who are gonna be able to press well and whatever position they are, it's going to be a step up from what we currently have. Um, or in certain areas, bringing in guys who can, you know, maybe not start regularly, but will be good rotation players. Um, names that come to mind, I don't know. I mean, look, at this level, like, 
you're you're not generally scouting players that are household names. Um, I, we we I missed know. out on Giovanni Dos Santos. So <laughs> like I've got nobody. Um, who scored the game-winning penalty to knock out Houston in League's Cup last night. Yes. Uh, so I was really hopeful that all MLS teams would get knocked out, but LA Galaxy had to um, ruin that for me. Well, we'll probably be in that next year. Oh, I'm so I pumped. can't wait. I'm so like, excited. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're not actually good enough to make it into one of those next... Fingers crossed s- that we're spots. not. Uh. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I think we we need some depth on the back line, uh, which we've yeah. been yelling from the mountaintops for months now. Um, I don't know where you magically find that person, but hey, you you could find that. There are people whose job it is to do this. Like, yeah, seriously, we're not, we're not like, meant to be talking no, about this on a podcast. No, we're not. We're not paid to you know go scout the world, right? Uh, we're a billion dollar. We're owned by a billion dollar conglomerate right, right. that uh, has teams on three continents in four countries that should be able to scout us a damn player. But we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's basically all we've got. It's a shorter show than last week. Uh, some just housekeeping stuff. Uh, if you're looking to go to DC, we will not be running a bus because it's a Wednesday and nobody wants to get on the bus. Um, so you can run a bus yourself. If you have $2,400 to do that, um, let us know. Uh, but tickets are up for sale. If you're looking to go and you don't drive or you're looking for people to split the cost, uh, post in the ESC group. I'm sure you can find some people looking to carpool. Uh, Tickets, if you bought tickets for LAFC, they'll be emailed out uh, the week of the game. Uh, We had to close out, but we do have two tickets available. If you did not buy your tickets before the cutoff, we still have two tickets. So go to ESCTix.com to get them. Uh, Forza Lucha is coming up. Please donate money. Please come. Please watch. Please help. Um, You can find all that information somewhere else. Uh, I don't really have that information in front of me. Um, we still have tickets up for uh, NYC away and Seattle and Portland. We have tickets up. We've got a decent crowd going out to both of those games. So come on out to the Pacific Northwest and uh, and sing about Kurt Cobain shooting himself in the head with us. Um, and we've got tickets up for Montreal away at the end of the season, last game of the season, decision day, so we could find out uh, what where we're traveling for the first round because we're not going to finish in the top three in order to have a home game. So, yeah, that's about all I've got. You got anything for the I, I, lovely I have, people? Out I have there? nothing else. Like nothing, nothing happened this week. No, nothing else. absolutely not. Oh, happened. we forgot to bring up Quaresma, oh, which, yeah. which was incredibly important. Yeah, um, where there was a rumor that. Uh, Quaresma was obviously going to come here because that's exactly the kind of player that we tend to sign. Yes. Um, and he's like 48, right? He's he's about 48. Yeah. Uh, he has one skill in his arsenal, which is shooting with the outside of the foot, uh, has a pretty bad attitude, and luckily the rumor was dispelled within a couple of hours yeah. uh, to the dismay I, of the New York Red Bulls discussion I heard, group. I heard we're signing Fat Ronaldo. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for our show. 
Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Please submit questions. Please listen. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, mash that like button. Hit the bell for notifications for our imaginary YouTube channel that we don't have. We're starving. We are. We're starving for attention. And food. Please send food. Uh, we're trapped on the perch. It's not good. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. It's Steve. Chris. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.